crew, let's say it together, shall we? Let's ranch it up. Good day, everyone, and thanks for riding with us as we ranch it up. I am your host. I am your producer, Jeff Tigger Earhart. Tigger. A big thank you goes out to our partners on today's episode of Ranch It Up, the American Cemental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads of Oklahoma, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel, and Wrangler. Not wasting a single breath, on to today's cattle battle. Let's get it on. Cattle battle. Today's cattle battle is brought to us by Ranch House Coffee. Looking for that last-minute gift idea? Y'all know where I'm going with this. Head to ranchhousecoffee.com. And a big thank you to my crew from the American Semental Association and the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator. Hey, another gift idea, some semi-swag. I just talked to Chip Kemp the other day about semi-swag. Hint, hint, crew. Shaley Stewart, Cattle Market News and DTN, right out of the chute for our cattle battle, having you at the top of the show because Shaley, and yes, I can sound a little nasally. Yes, I can sound a little congested, Shaley, because I was in uh, I was in surgery, man. So I I have right. the right to just relax and not know what the heck happened in the cattle market. So I got here's another one of these weeks where I have no idea what happened last week. My hands were kind of full, and I was out of it for uh, pretty much the majority of it. So nice to talk to you. What's going on? Well, hey, my friend. I think that everybody listening, and myself included, Jimmy and I, just want to say that we are glad that you've been taking care of the business that you need to take care of. And we've got your back anytime you're having health stuff. So we'll keep you up to date on the cattle market because that's what we do. So let me fill you in. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to tell you this. And I appreciate that so much. I received, I mean, this has just been an outpouring of phone messages and emails and Facebook and everybody getting a hold of me. People that don't even know me have have been, or well, I shouldn't say that people that I don't know personally, just from the radio show. And they have been saying, Hey, Tigger, get well, things like that. I tell you what, I got out of surgery and I got a big old hash in my tummy. And I thought, did they, did they bury treasure in there for later? (laughs) Good grief. What in the blazes was going on there? But yes, a, uh, we're hopefully we're moving on to uh, recovery and on to uh, cattle markets. But yeah, Shaley, I have no clue what happened last week. So bring me up to speed, please. All right. We'll sit back and we'll get you caught up. So last week was a little bit disappointing if we're just going to shoot from the hip and be honest. We were really hopeful and anticipating that the cash cow market would be able to gain a buck or two. But largely, we saw a peak in seasonal box beef prices and they started to scale lower. Packers really played on that essence and just said, you know what? With thanks, with not Thanksgiving, shoot, we're past Thanksgiving, but with Christmas coming up, we are going to not be harvesting as many cattle. And so they really played that psychology card and it worked on the market last week with the futures market scaling lower, box beef prices printing lower. And ultimately the cash cattle market was $1 lower in both the Northern Plains and Southern Plains. And so last week was disappointing because we were hoping that we'd be able to add a buck or two to the marketplace, but that wasn't how, how the week's card shook out. So let me get you caught up on the specifics. Last okay. week, um, your cash cattle trade really took place on Wednesday with a little cleanup trade on Thursday and Friday. And the 
Southern Plains live cattle sold for $1.09 to $1.12, mostly at $1.10. That's considered a buck lower. And in the Northern Plains, Dress cattle sold for $1.70 to $1.77, mostly at $1.72, and that, again, is considered a dollar lower. So I think it's really important that we talk about these box beef prices because when I tell them to, you're going to be like, well, Shaylee, that's not that much lower. And, I mean, actually, select cuts were up a little bit. So what are you talking about telling me that box beef prices are scaling lower and it's putting seasonal pressure on stuff? That doesn't even make sense. So let me give you the specifics, and then we'll walk, we'll work through that. So last week, Choice Cuts averaged 2 dollars and 40 cents that was down three dollars and two cents for the week select cuts let's just start with where they averaged they averaged two dollars and 21 cents and that was actually up a dollar and 48 cents for the week i say three dollars down for choice and actually up a dollar and 48 cents for select and you're going to say well that doesn't make sense why why are you seeing that's pressures to the market really it comes down to when these prices scaled lower and what the averages are going to be this upcoming week because yes three dollars lower isn't that big of a deal we saw far greater losses and selecting up almost a dollar fifty that's good right well largely that comes down to the essence that we saw the regression in box beef prices later in the week so it was kind of counteracted by the higher prices earlier in the week but when we roll into this next upcoming week you'll probably see that even more so it just kind of is that game of knowing how the averages are pulled and how they're weighted and so that that's where that importance comes to but i think it's important to note that you know we've been talking about carcass weights week in and week out tigger and it's so important because when we think about the cattle marketing cycle and how cattle have to work their way through the system you know when the system gets disturbed it doesn't take weeks to get work through it doesn't take months to get work through it can take upwards of you know 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 months right. into yeah. a year to get work through so we've really been seeing that in these cattle carcass weights because you know one week we'll see that steer carcass weights are, are beckoning on the 2015 all-time high and then boom they're down and then up again and then down and so it's been this roller coaster Thankfully, I'm able to report that last week, steer carcass weights were down a whopping seven pounds from the previous um, week at 900, yeah, at 923 pounds, and heifers averaged 847 pounds. That was actually up one pound for the, from the previous week. So we'll really be watching that next week to see if we continue that kind of zigzag back and forth, lower, higher, lower, higher, or if we're finally able to say that we're getting these cattle at, um, at, at more normal levels. Their carcass weights are coming at, you know, at, at lighter levels and that's, that's just really important for the marketplace because extra extra weight means extra tons to move and when you have box beef prices starting to slip packers say you know what we don't need to pay as much for cash cattle and it just really 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 works its way into the whole cycle of kind of making a doggish market and here's one thing that i think we need to really understand and uh, boy your computer just goes crazy at this time <laughs> Some, I mean, it, someday i'll <laughs> learn to turn that off when we're talking so <laughs> is this time of year we when shaley and i talk about marketing cattle maybe we should back up a little bit and really explain to everyone that when we're talking about taking calves to the sale barns when we are consigning cattle that's one side of the coin but then there is also the whole other side of the coin that you were just talking about Shaylee that a lot of us don't see and a lot of us don't understand so yes at this time of the year we see we uh, we talk about bread heifers we talk about you know the feeder calves that start to slow down and we move into the bread heifer market so I know that there's a lot of people out there that are do that are saying yeah but when we start discussing boxed beef prices and we start discussing these other aspects that make up 
the meat marketing business. And here's something that everybody desperately, and I am imploring y'all to understand, is that, you know what? Yeah, I agree that there's uh, there's some things not right when there are tremendous profit margins being had by our Packers. I totally am with everybody on this, but this is what I think everybody needs to understand, too, is that as we start moving into these other dimensions of our cattle industry, those businesses understand one thing, and that's their break-even and their profit margin. And they understand, y'all, this pen, pen number 271 over there, they know what they need on those calves to break even. They understand that. So there's movements in the market every day. That's all of these other components that come into play. That's why Shaylee and I, well, Shaylee goes into a lot of detail um, honestly, she does this every single day that goes into detail in the breakdown of what are all of these other mechanics. Therefore, I sorry, I'm getting a little long winded, y'all, but therefore, I guess he's feeling better, isn't he? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but therefore, that is why and evident that we need to know exactly where we are at with our operations, be it good, bad and indifferent, because those powers that be. That are that we're talking about every single week. They know. They absolutely exactly. know what's going on. So that, you down know, to the penny. Right. So I'm sorry, Shayla. I didn't mean to be taken away from you, but I really wanted people to understand this is the dynamic of why we're talking about all of these other aspects that come into the meat marketing business, not just moving yes. those calves across the scale. Absolutely. No, I'm glad that you explained that because sometimes it's, it's something that, you know, we tend to overlook or just think that everybody understands. But no, that's really important to to help people realize that it's it's essential that even if you aren't marketing fat cattle, that you understand why these prices are doing what they're right. doing and how that affects the whole cycle. Right. So, yeah, I, I'm glad that you threw that in there. Thank you, my friend. Well, Shaley Stewart with Cattle Market News and DTN, people wanting to get a hold of you, they can hunt you down, kind of like me. You're pretty much out there. They'll find you. Um, Facebook, I know, is a good one. There's another message. Facebook is a good one for you, right? Is that is that a good place to kind of message you and get a hold of you? Absolutely. Facebook works awesome. Or if you go to DTN.com, mm -hmm. you'll find my email there easily. So either way, shoot me a message on Facebook or track me down via email or just call Tigger. He'll kick you my steps. So anyway, it works good. Thank you for having me on your show. I always appreciate it. And you get feeling better and don't be giving back too much trouble when you're healing up. Shaley, until next week, up next, more cattle marketing, more prices, crew, more ranch it up when we come back. You asked for it, you got it. Watch the Cowboy Channel anytime, anywhere with the Cowboy Channel Plus. Live stream the Cowboy Channel or watch your favorite PRCA rodeos on demand. Classic PRCA rodeos added weekly. Get the Cowboy Channel Plus for only $9.99 a month or save 25% by signing up for a full year. Visit CowboyChannelPlus.com to sign up and start streaming today. I love this time of year. It's busy, exciting, nerve-wracking all in one. And now that we're getting ready to run those calves across the scale, ask yourself, is it really working? Did it really work? It's not about pounds. It's about profit. Sim and Sim Genetics, the science breed. The science of genetic improvement is at the core of the breed's existence, period. Profit through science. That's Simmental. It works. Everyone asks me, Tigger, where do you get your boots? What do you look for in boots? Well, for me, 
It's customer service and American-made boots and tack. Medora Boot and Western Wear takes care of everything I need. You can shop online at MedoraBoot.com or follow along Facebook and Instagram. Give Medora Boot and Western Wear a call and tell them Tigger sent you. Medora Boot and Western Wear, making boots great again. Hashtag Tigger approved. Welcome back, everyone. Tis the season for maybe selling some livestock. Cull cows, maybe. Way up bulls, maybe. Bread heifers, yes. What are the various classes looking like as we prepare to wrap up the year? I have Clint Berry, or Haas, as many of us know him. He's on the telly with me. Clint is a rep for Superior Livestock and Allied Genetics. And uh, Now, Haas, thanks for coming on the show with us. What are guys thinking right now as some are waiting to sell, some have, some have sold, some aren't? But all of us are, are wondering, when you're having conversations with all of your customers across the country, man, what are they thinking? It's a mixed bag a little bit, depending on what classification of cattle they're selling. I mean, guys that have got wean cattle, what, what's left of some yearling cattle that are out there, those cattle are in pretty hot demand, especially if they've got some added value programs and some, some good, strong genetics to go with them. Fallen calves are a little bit more of a challenge right now. It, it, you know, with the, with the markets up and down, that's a little risky on the on the view of where it is and, and there's a you know just supply and demand reasons there's a ton of ball and calves for sale every fall this year and this year is no different than the rest we had some dry conditions in the southern plains a lot of the wheat country and that's been a little slow um, for that calf push to try to get those calves to turn out there's been some uptakes in some of those calves that are going to get kicked out on wheat and grazed you know probably till february march of the of the year and and so that's been a little boost in the marketplace. Now let's talk uh, bred heifers. We're moving into the season when uh, usually kind of after the feeders start to slide down, uh, slow down, excuse me, a little bit, then we move into selling a lot of bred heifers, especially when you get into the northern part of the country. And a lot of people just looking to move those females, one, before winter sets in in a lot of those locations because, well, they don't want to feed these darn things all winter long if they can get them off the place. What's right. that market look like? Not that I'm trying to market anything, wink, wink. <laughs> what's yeah. what's that looking like, Hoss? It's it's been a little up and down for sure, and and you you see this in years where we don't have a, an obvious push to add cattle to the herd. Um, I've heard reports from guys selling bred heifers from you know 17, 18, 19. I've even been to a couple production sales where they had some pretty specialty type scenarios, you know, over 19, 1950, pushing the 2000 mark. But I'll tell you, that is not the market. That is the, that is the unusual, not the typical. Uh, matter of fact, on Thursday, the 19th, Superior, we hosted our replacement female auction sale. Bread heifers range from 11 to 1550. And I would tell you that that is probably the real market. Uh, sell them in ones and twos and fives and tens. You might be able to demand a little bit more uh, if you take the time or if you've been in the bread heifer selling business for years, have an established customer base that trusts you and your product, the health on those cattle, the source of the cattle, the bulls that those cattle are bred to, to ensure that they've got cavities and quality of the calves to resell. Those cattle are going to are gonna bring a lot more than they will in a, in a typical auction format where you're just looking at a pretty heifer. So, 
it, it's the case of haves and have nots sometimes when it comes to this, and that's what you see when the market gets a little tougher. So, I, I mean, if, if you want the real world answer, bread heifers are worth $1,000 to $2,000, depending on how good a marketer you are and what kind of product you've actually got to sell. So is the, the demand or the lack thereof for demand for cows, is that kind of the same as our bread heifers right now, would you say, Hoss? Yeah, okay. yeah, I would, I would. You know, and, and you always are a little shorter on having younger cows for sale. That's the heart and the soul out of everybody's herd, a little right. harder to find those cows. So how does this work, Hoss, when some of the production sales that we've seen, some of the bull sales that we've seen this fall yep. have been really, really, really good? I mean, it's amazing of what is going on around us. And I tell you what, some people have just been selling their bulls for a house of fire. So how does this relate when some of our other market classes are down? You know, feeder cap, and there again, you know, like you said, it depends. It's not all of them. But, you know, some of those fresh balling calves, those weaned calves, a little bit tough right now. We just got done talking about bread heifers and bread cows. You said, well, well, I tell you what, you know, if they're kind of the, the – the cherry-picked cream of the crop, well, you could get potentially a premium dollar. but So how does that relate to, I tell you what, the bull sales have just been pretty darn good. Yeah, they have. You know, in, in all reality, bull sales have probably been as strong or stronger than they were a year ago. Sure. And I would anticipate that kind of an attitude going into the spring, barring unknown circumstances of, you know, of where we are from a, from our country's economic status, you know, facing COVID challenges through the winter. We'll, we'll see how that plays out on, on our on agriculture as a whole. But, you know, part of that, I would say, is the same conversation we had about bread heifers. If, if you're a program with a high reputation, you're a program that's been servicing a strong customer base for years and years, you're going to be much better off than a guy that's just getting started or a guy that's that struggled to have a consistent product or you've switched your product over or you don't have an established customer base same kind of deal. It, it, it's going to be a case of some haves and have-nots as to those that's got the better product and the better service uh, or, and a long-lasting tradition of servicing those customers. But there's also a phase of this, you know, when we're, when we're decreasing the cow herd, it doesn't that, that puts a pressure point on replacement values of the females, but we still have to have service-age bulls. And the calf market's been relatively strong, I would say, all things being considered the year of 2020, the most unrealistic year that any of us have lived through probably in our lifetime with everything we've seen happen. Um, you know, bull prices have stayed in there for the bulls that are needed, you know, and there's always a typical trend that follows that as it phases through that that's one of the last places to change as calf prices start to adapt and come over. And it's one of the first places to change as it goes the other direction. But, I mean, the, the bull prices have held steady, but those guys are still got to have those bulls to breed those cows back for the calves that are making the paydays. And I would tell you, at least from my own customer base, my own experience, the average bull battery in, in herds that are you know, running, say, plus 100 cows has gotten older the last couple of years. I, I know just from my experience, my guys have held on to bulls a little longer and a little longer, getting an extra year out of them or an extra two years out of them. And there's got to be some turnover replacement because, you know, typically speaking, five to seven years of service is about all you get out of a bull. And a lot of guys have, have 
this year than they did last year. So there's been a good side of that. With a decreasing cow herd, we're all going to sell calves for more money than what we did in years past. Right. That's part of supply and demand. But it takes a while to get it there. You know, I'm, that's not just around the corner. That That's the way the cyclical nature works. And let's not forget, or at least in my opinion, let's not forget, going back to when we were just talking bulls here, of the salvage value of some of those call livestock that we have in our herds. Those those way up bulls, those way up cows, there can be potential for income there if we if we look at a way to manage that. Now, that's not for every particular uh, place per se, but there could be that potential. So like you said, even though those guys may be, and some may be hanging on that bull for an extra year, they may be taking care of them a little bit. So they're in, that could be part of managing for that potential salvage value on that bull, where if we can get a decent way up price for them, well, shoot, you know, that money can be applied to the new one. That's right. That, that's got to be a part of every ranch's business model. You know, typically we're turning 10 to 20% of inventory every year in bull cows, bull bulls you know, salvaged animals, however you want to look at it. Um, from ranch to ranch, that can kind of vary. And from year to year, that can kind of vary. But And and our and, and the grind market for bull cows has been better this year. You know, we've had a stronger demand. Um, and, and I think that's maybe that's a, a reflection of people eating at home more often than eating out mm-hmm. because there's a lot of there's a lot of consumers that, that are uncomfortable or or maybe scared or novice on cooking certain cuts of meat, but everybody knows how to make a cheeseburger, right. or everybody knows how to defaw a pound of hamburger and add it to hamburger helper or something. There's there are some you know changes in in the way consumers are eating beef that has probably at least had an impact in the short term. Whether or not that lasts long term, we'll see. But we have had higher salvage values for our folk cows, and there's been a lot of guys that have unloaded some of them older cattle just for that reason. Haas, thanks so much for the time. We will hear more from the Superior team coming up at the turn of the new year, which is just only a few weeks away. Made you nervous, didn't I? To be known, you have to be seen. To be seen, you have to be noticed. Downtown Threads has us covered. They provide that upscale, stylish, noticeable custom embroidery design for premium clothing, apparel, and caps. They do it all for us. Downtown Threads Oklahoma has the graphic design team and knowledge to take your look to the next level and be seen. Call today, 580-237-7060, and follow on Facebook at Downtown Threads Oklahoma. Hashtag Tigger approved. Watch RFD TV anytime, anywhere on all your connected devices with RFD TV now. Simply go to watchrfdtv.com and sign up for just $9.99 a month or save more and pay just $89.99 for the year. You can begin streaming RFD TV live right away and have access to your favorite shows 24-7 on demand. Go to watchrfdtv.com, sign up, and start streaming today. Come on in, crew, and to the hotline we go. The number is 707-RANCH-2707-RANCH-2007-7260. We head to Three Forks, Montana, and a market report from Curtis. He said that he wanted to move some lighter cattle earlier in the week. I believe this was on Monday, as he said the heavier cattle were taking a little bit of a hit. So, Curtis, 
What kind of a market report do you have for us, sir? Jager and Curtis got some numbers there for you, and I'll just go ahead and kind of give them off. We ended up having heifers go across at uh, 357 pounds. They went for 157. Uh, we had 425-pound steer calves go across for 192. Uh, 370-pound steer calves go for 196. So anyway, that was the update out here in Montana. So we'll talk to you later. Curtis, thanks so much for calling in. That was on Monday afternoon, by the way, in Three Forks, Montana, which anybody at any time can call in 707-RANCH-20, 707-R-A-N-C-H-2-0. Leave me a message. If you do not want me to share your name on the air, I don't have to do that. If you do not want the message shared, period, I do not have to do that. Let me know, or you can fire me an email at any time at ranchitupshow at gmail.com. Let's stay on the hotline, shall we? We're heading to, let me check this out. We're heading to uh, Justin from Missouri. Talk to me, Goose. Hey, Taylor, this is Justin Hampton from Missouri Ozarks. Show's perfect. It's not too short. It's not too long. It's just right. Keep up the good work and have a great day. Well, Justin, many thanks for calling in. I always appreciate the kind words. Now, I can always appreciate more kind words. Now, if you have stories, ideas, or something you want me to cover to know about, uh, just get a hold of me anytime, 24-7 crew, Facebook, Instagram. Follow us, crew, at Ranch It Up Show. Got it? Good. Super easy to remember. Super easy in the search. Hashtag Ranch It Up. And now that's a wrap on today's show, crew, a big Ranch it up. Thank you to Shaylee Stewart with Cattle Market News and DTN. Find her on Facebook. Clint Berry. Haas, man, it was so good to talk to you again. Safe travels, my friend. Look forward to seeing you when we have conventions again and can actually bump into one another. Curtis and Justin for calling in on the Ranch It Up hotline. Thank you so much. Our partners, the American Semental Association, the IGS Feeder Profit Calculator, Downtown Threads, Medora Boot and Western Wear, Ranch House Coffee, RFD TV, the Cowboy Channel and Wrangler. And finally, crew, so glad y'all are with me one more time as we ranch it up. Be sure to follow and like us on Facebook at Ranch It Up Show. Our email, ranchitupshow at gmail.com and call us 24-7. You've heard it enough times today, 707-RANCH-20. Spread the good word and join us again next week. It's always Tigger Approved. For those of us who live at the end of dirt roads, stay ranchy and ranch it up. I have about a half a dozen questions, quick like, as we talk cattle, selling cattle, selling feeder cattle. Are you finally done with the drama? Do you really want to know what drives profit in those calves? What could drive profit in those calves? Is it time for services that are for the real world that work today as well as tomorrow? If your bull purchases don't come with genetic predictions from International Genetic Solutions, you need to ask why not. Here's another question you need to ask. Why isn't your seed stock supplier using the most advanced approach to genetic evaluation in the business. We have all been through enough, but we need a little bit more. On my outfit, it's real simple. We use genetic partners that value our dollars as much as we do. 
IGS, International Genetic Solutions. Ask for it. Why? Because it works.